Hey everybody, this is Joe Langworthy here with my co-host Thomas Wolfel with episode 22 of Tailgate Talk, a six-column sports podcast. We are recording this in the uh, immediate aftermath of Mizzou's, uh, you know, dominating uh, win to go to 2-0 and um, for the first time in several years. I saw somebody tweeted the first time in five years we've been 2-0, and so, um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna start this off with some glass half full thoughts. Um, yeah, one of your beers is glass half full right now. I see we're, that. We're we're two and zero, oh. Joe. We're two and zero. Oh. I've got two beers here. One is glass glass half full. The other is entirely full. So. It's entirely full at the moment. So <laughs> I don't know what that means, but um, it means you know, I've got a lot of drinking to we, do still tonight. We we won the game, um, and you know I. As I tweeted immediately after the game, um, in the wise words of Dominic Toretto, you win by an inch or you win by a mile, winning's winning. So, uh, you know, I think that is I, – I do want to get that out of the way right off the bat. The most important thing is that we scored more points than they did and we ended up with the win. Um, and I don't think anybody got hurt. We're wearing the same hat too. I just want to throw yeah, that out there. No one can see hat. it. No one, no one can see it. It was well, totally. We, if, uh, if we do put these on YouTube, somebody, will, somebody will notice that. Um, yeah. But yeah, so we did win the game. So, um, you know, the the complaints and the criticisms that we we give tonight, um, we do have to uh, remember that we won the game. It's all that matters. You know, you win, you win by. Four, you win by 50. The thing that matters at the end of the season is that you won. Am I wrong? You know, um, <laughs> for the most part, you're right. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think things change a little bit when you pay a school to come play you and and then you win by four. Yeah. Um, I don't, but, we need to stop. We need to stop playing middle tennessee state that is an absolute fact we've played them three times in my life we went to overtime with them when i was 12 we lost to them when i was 28 and now or 25 when when did we lose to them you were at that game i remember i'm pretty sure i think it was 16 was it 16 so yeah Mm -hmm. and then we barely beat them this year so (laughs) We need to stop playing them. Middle Tennessee State, Middle Tennessee State and Wyoming never schedule again. Those are those teams have lost their privileges. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what to say. I mean, Middle Tennessee State lost to Bama by 50, who got beat pretty handily by Texas at home tonight. So I mean, the SEC is uh as a whole is wide open. Looked, yeah, the SEC, I think I mean I, I do think I think Georgia and Tennessee are are very obviously in the east um kind of clear cut first tier but beyond that i mean but even those teams don't look you know we're not going to really go through those games but even those teams don't look you know unstoppable they don't that, look that unstoppable tennessee, austin p was sticking with tennessee there for a second yeah i mean but, yeah it's just tough i mean look you got i think there's a there's 
I mean, look, let's get back to the Missouri game. To me, there's there's a couple different there's there's three different ways that a game stays close, right? Whenever you are playing a team with that you pay to come play, it's FCS or in, in Middle Tennessee State's case, a group uh, of five, a team group of five that you should beat handily. There's, I mean, either a you're you don't have the talent to compete in the SEC. I don't think that's the case personally with Mizzou. I mean, last year, I think we, I mean, we have basically the same defenses last year and very similar offenses last year. And, um, you know, we were very competitive in nearly every game we played. So I don't think that's the case. Mm -hmm. Uh, B is the guys don't come ready to play. I think Tennessee, that could definitely have been the case. I mean, they played Virginia last week and, and rolled them, and I think there's a chance that they probably showed up today uh, not ready to play. Um, obviously not the case with Alabama. You know you know, Texas is going to be ready to play. And to be mm-hmm. honest with you, Missouri, I felt like we were ready to play today. I don't think there was not a lack of energy in the team or at least, you know, the way it looked from me, you know, watching on television, it didn't look like there was a lack of energy in the stadium either. Mm-hmm. Um, but and then third, I think you just get out coached, and mm-hmm. um, I think you know it's tough to say it, but I think Missouri might have to have to look at option three as maybe the most likely option for why tonight's game was a four point game. Yeah, yeah, I think that um, you know you and I said it in a in a group text. Uh, with one of our other buddies, and I think we sent it at the exact same time, um, the exact same word about how uh, the offense started playing midway. I think it was midway through. I was trying to look at drive summaries. It had to have been midway through the third quarter or so, um, maybe end of the third quarter. They started playing timid, and it – I, I don't understand it. Um, you know, I was, you know, I'm a, I'm a Mizzou homer. I'm not going to lie. I wear my Big black time. and gold glasses <laughs> all the time. I was trying, you know, I wasn't happy with how things were going in the first half. We didn't look great. Um, we seemed to be struggling. You know, our first two drives were punts and we had a field goal and we had another drive that was a punt and it just looked out of sync on offense. Um, didn't really seem to know what we were wanting to do. There didn't seem to be any identity. But then our next three drives, touchdown, 71-yard drive, took seven minutes and 45 seconds. Uh, you know, in the uh, coming out of the halftime, um, our first drive was 80 yards in three minutes. Uh, touchdown. Next drive. Uh, seven plays, 82 yards, two and a half minutes. Like three drives in a row, we scored touchdowns. And at that point I was like, okay, we were just, we're just, Kirby Moore's still trying to figure out what he has, still trying to figure out what the offense is comfortable running, what he's comfortable calling. Maybe he's figuring it out. And then all of a sudden they came out and stopped. They just stopped calling it looked like they went back to whatever they were running. They went back to the scripted plays they played to start the game. And that's what I don't get. I mean, I get a little bit of rust at the beginning. I get a little bit, you know, 
Herbie Moore is new to the to the uh, you know this is only his second game calling this offense and with the, this personnel, and so I understand a little bit of eh, okay he's figuring out what what works and what doesn't. But then once you figure it out, keep doing it. I, uh, like, yeah, it just seemed a lot to me, you know. And you know, we like you said the group chat. We I mean we pointed this out too, or at least you know you and I did is the first drive. I don't remember if it was the first drive or the first two drives. There was a, I mean we took two shots, took two shots mm-hmm. deep, and they didn't work. Mm-hmm. And then after that, the entirety of the first half beyond that was run nothing but run plays and little dink and dunks. And whenever mm-hmm. you have a team like Middle Tennessee State, I mean, look, obviously last year everyone knows our offensive line struggled. And then I, I mm-hmm. felt like at times our offensive line struggled tonight too. A lot of that was because they were <laughs> they were bringing pressure in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. But look, the only way you're going to get them to slow down on bringing pressure is if they feel uncomfortable with what you bring over the top. You took two shots early. It didn't work. And then you immediately rolled back into your shell and did nothing but what you were comfortable with. And the only way you're going to get them to slow down on their, uh, you know, on the pressure they bring is by making sure that they're scared of you going over the top. And if you think about, you know, you just mentioned um, in the second half, the three drives there. I think there was a 44-yard pass involved in our in our first touchdown drive in the second half to, uh, I think it was Luther Burden. Burden, maybe. Yep, yep, 44-yard pass to him. That's something over the top that opens things up. And then um, I know the, the pass to Pete wasn't over the top, but it was a, a, a deal where, you know, obviously you ran a, a play. I think most of the receivers ran routes that put them to the left side of the, the field, and then you had – a little wheel route to the running back, uh, Pete to the mm-hmm. right side, ended up being a long, a long touchdown pass. That's right. how you score, and and you don't do that by being scared and being nervous and playing not to win. You do that by playing to win. You play that. You do that. You know by being aggressive, and uh, it just seemed like, you know, in the first half we were aggressive. The first play, the first drive, maybe the first two drives, it didn't work necessarily right away, and then they just immediately went away from it. It seemed like offensively in the second half they had success immediately with um, the aggression on that with the deep play, like I said, the burden, and then uh, the long the long pass to uh, the running back that scored the touchdown, and then immediately they went back into their shell, started running the ball, and did nothing long, and right. You know, it worked tonight. We won by four, but I mean, if you play K State that way, scared to scared to lose the game, you're not going to win, right? So, it's just something that I think, um, you know, you can play you can play football to not lose, but a lot of times, if you play a good a good team, you're going to find a way to lose. So, right. Um, I think they got a lot of soul searching to do, and um, you know, I think maybe you mentioned it on the on the chat that it almost seemed like Drink was playing to keep his job instead of playing to win the football game. And I think that if he's nervous about his job, that's a problem. He can't play. You cannot play a game like that so conservatively 
Um, you right. know, especially when you're playing against a K State, even like a Vanderbilt. Um, if you if you roll into Nashville like that, it's you're gonna be in trouble, and that's a game you can't lose. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree, and I do think that a lot of this a lot of this game, um, you know, I think the game was in a lot of ways won by the players and was close because of the coaches. Um, I just – I feel like the players made plays at the right times, mm-hmm. um, but there was some baffling decisions that seemed to keep the game closer than it should have been. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I think – Coaches a lot of times get more blame than they're than they're due, and but also a lot of times get less blame than they're due. You know, I think Twitter likes to blame everything on Brady Cook or likes to, um, you know, and I don't think Brady Cook played great. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna act like he was you know a Heisman candidate back there. I don't think he played terrible. I think he you, he did you what you expect him to do. I mean, he had 204 yards. Yeah, he had 204 yards. He had so he had he had 14 uh completions on 19 attempts. I mean, that's pretty good efficiency. Over, that's over that's over 70% completion percentage. Right. Two touchdowns, no interceptions. No. Uh, right. That, that's not on Brady Cook. Like, you cannot put you cannot put the production on Brady Cook. You can't. No. I mean, I think the the safety was weird and bad. Um, but I also don't really think that was yes. all on him either. It was bad protection. Um, like it was a it was a bad individual effort on his part, and I think he'd he'd be the first to admit that. But like it, it wasn't on him. Like he yeah he didn't he didn't take the game over and and dominate. But he played if within complete, what he was. If you complete seventy percent of your passes and have mm-hmm. no interceptions. And throw two touchdowns. <laughs> and throw two touchdowns. You're you're doing what the coaches are telling you to do. You can't blame mm-hmm. now. Look, like like I said, and I I know I mentioned in our chat, but I mean, the first two drives you had two two deep shots that didn't work out, and they probably could have been better thrown. But also they, it did. I mean, you can't right. have a quarterback throw seventy percent over seventy percent completion percentage, two hundred yards. And then complain about the quarterback. No interceptions, two touchdowns. I mean, mm-hmm. you've got. I, I watched the game with a Georgia Tech fan who has nothing, who has no idea what's going on, at, you know, with Mizzou football. And he sits there and he's like, man, that number three looks really good. Yeah. 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 He had eight receptions. He had eight, basically eight touches, 117 yards receiving. I mean, when we ran the offense and tried to get our best player the ball, it worked. We just didn't do it. Right. I mean, so I don't know. Schrader had 23 carries and averaged three and a three and a half yards, 3.7 yards. Pete yep. had eight carries and averaged 6.4 yards. Well, if the coaching staff's going to go with the hot hand, why does Pete not get more carries? I, I, it just doesn't, right. I think it I think, doesn't make any sense to me. You and I kind of had this conversation over the group chat at the game, and I don't think I was making myself clear. When I, I said I, I want to see a different running back, I see those two as kind of filling the same role. I know they're different backs, but right now they're they're filling the same role, and I agree with you that Pete looked better today. 
um, and should have been get, getting more carries. But, you know, um, but that's kind of beside the point. But, I, yeah, I, I agree with you that Pete should have gotten more carries. But I also think that, you know, we the offensive line, for whatever reason, wasn't getting the same same push. We kept running the weird, like, I don't know if you were noticing it, um, the, like, I forget what it's called, but, like, bringing the tight end and, like, crack blocking and because I guess we were scared of somebody coming off the edge. And it's like, it's, 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 cons- I mean, I get that you gotta, you gotta kind of design the run based on the scheme that you're seeing, but it's kind of concerning to me that we were that worried about them coming off the edge. And it's a, you know, a group of five team like that. I don't know if what I'm saying making any sense, but it's like, yeah, it, it just, the, we, we, there was a point in the first half I noticed where we ran the ball down the field pretty effectively with the same play, like four plays in a row, five plays in a row, maybe. But then it looked like we didn't have any other. At first, I was like, that's kind of fun, you know, just run the same, you know, do the Madden thing where you're like, if you're not going to stop me, I'll just keep running the same play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then as the game went on, it was kind of like, that might be the only play we have. Like I think <laughs> they're, they're running. Like they're might doing be... a zone zone blocking scheme to the left side of the defense every single time. Yeah, it's like in uh, the that movie Knocked Up when Seth Rogen's dancing, and he's doing the dice thing, and his friends are like, <laughs> he's doing that dice thing a lot. And it's like I think that might be the only move he has. <laughs> and it's about the third quarter, I'm thinking that might be the only run play we run. have in right now. Like. They might not have another yeah. run play. Like, what are we doing? So, yeah, I, I don't know. And, 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 you know, part of me too, and I don't know what you think about this, but again, timid, conservative, um, scared. I, I don't know for sure the right word for it in terms of the play calling, but, um, you know, coaches at the all fall said basically we're playing the hot hand at running back, right? Whoever's running right. best, that's who we're going to play. We've got Cody Schrader, 23 rushing yards – or 23 attempts for 84 yards. Like I said, that's 3.7 yards per attempt. And Pete at eight rushing attempts for 51 yards, so that's 6.4. So, literally, Pete is effectively double the yardage per attempt as Schrader. The only, the only reason I can think you wouldn't keep running Pete out there is you're nervous he's going to fumble the ball. That's it. That's the only reason I can think of my mind. Trust him. Why, you don't trust him. And what does that tell me? You've got a seven-point lead. Okay, you've got one guy averaging six yards per carry and the other one averaging 3.7. You don't trust the guy averaging six, right? And you're playing not to lose the game because you know the guy that's averaging three yards per carry who's not going to get you the first down isn't going to fumble the ball. So you're basically right. saying, we're hoping the defense wins us the game, which, by the way, we're now two games into the season, and the defense is yet to force a turnover. You look at the end of the – you look at the second half, it looked – we there we didn't blitz very often in the second half. We were, yeah, we were dropping rushing, We were dropping seven at least. Seven at least. There were times we only rushed three, three dudes on, on defense, three guys on the line. We were not playing defensively to win the game. I mean – 
there was no pressure on the quarterback. The dudes, I don't know if you noticed, and I saw this on television, but the quarterback very much was limping around. Yeah, he should not. He should not have been running that much on us. He should no. And we would drop back seven or eight guys. What are we doing? Mm-hmm. What are we doing? That is that is a coach. I have to imagine. And I and I, you know, you aren't on. I'm not on, obviously, and I know you're not either on the on the headphones. But I have to believe that Drinkwitz is is putting in information saying, you know make a call that's not going to lose us the game instead of saying, Hey, it's fourth yeah. and, you know, fourth and four, go win us the ball game. Go right. win us the game. Let's end this right now. That, right. that was not what we saw tonight. It was very much to me, everything I saw told me that instead of saying, Hey, we're going to show up and we're going to win this game in the first half, we're going to win this game in the first three quarters. It was very much, Hey, we're going to do everything we can not to lose it. And we right. won. And, you know, I, I, I know, I mean, my dad was a high school a high school coach for a different sport, but I remember a, a, one of the other coaches said, "Hey, it's great when you can not play well and still win." And I feel like, mm-hmm. yeah, we didn't play well and we still won. That's positive. I don't want to mm-hmm. overlook. It's difficult to win college football games. I don't want to overlook that. Um, but I just think when you take a look at K State, if you get into the fourth quarter and you're playing against K State not to lose, instead of saying, "Hey," We've got the ball with a chance to end this game. Mm-hmm. You're going to end up losing it. Let's I mean, go. I, I Let's just, go step on their throat. Bingo! If you sit there and say, "All right, we're up by three points and we need two first downs," let's go get two first downs and end this thing. If you don't, if that's not how you view it, then K State's going to have a chance to beat you, and that's probably what's going to happen. So yeah. I don't know for sure. I have a lot of yeah. thoughts, but um, well, there's one yeah. one more thing I, I definitely want to hit on. Um, because I think there's one play in particular that um, I think kind of encapsulates the the game. And I think it also gives me a chance to, you know, I think we were kind of acting like Cody Trader didn't have a good game, um, you know. And I think, you know, there's that more is to what it Cody Schrader is. He's, he's 3.7 yards a carry, and that's fine. I mean, you run that three times, that's a first down. I mean, true, fair. do that forever. Um but you know the the one thing that he does really really well is he gets you at least, he doesn't lose yards he gets you he gets you a yard every that's play. fair so you have a guy like that fourth and one to really ice the game you have a fourth and one nah that's, that's true that's like, true the one you got to know what your sense. weapons are Mm-hmm. Cody Schrader, he doesn't lose yards. That's the one thing he doesn't do. He's going to get you a yard. He's going to get you a yard. And get you have a chance to ice the game. I agree yeah. with you. And, and <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm criticizing people too much, but I don't like this punter. I'm I'm out on this punter. And hopefully he proves me wrong and saves our, saves our lives, but. That is bad. They're bad punts all night. We heard about it, the punting competition. I'm ready to give the other guy a shot. I mean, okay, let's talk about kicking. Can we do that? I yeah, mean, I'm talking about special teams. I mean, I'm a bum. I know nothing, but I played soccer and I know that I could go out there with my opposite foot and kick a, kick a 20 yard field goal. And everybody yeah. says, oh, well, the, the laces were faced the wrong way. 
you're 20 yards out. Hit below the like, laces. Right. The laces don't matter. Hit below them. Right. You shouldn't shank it. I don't think that ball got 10 feet in the air. I watched the I watched the replay two or three times just to see. I don't think that ball got 10 feet in the air. I mean, that's – now, I also have questions about our formation. If you look, you know, it would have been our right side of the line if you're defensive looking at the left side of the line. Our left – it was – totally out of shape it made no sense in the terms of like how we were set up if you go back and take a look um if you're looking yeah no i was noticing that in even in warm-ups how they were setting up yeah it made no sense to me um but you can't blame you can't blame the laces on missing the extra point the laces don't matter an extra point you just got to get underneath it enough to get it over the the line and it's through you can't blame that right the punting the punting, I mean, yeah, like you said, the the, the punting team, um, I don't know. You've got to get that figured out too. But, I mean, like you said, I mean, you're fourth and one with a chance to end the game. Um, Cody Schrader, the one thing he's good at is shoving it down your throat and getting a yard or two. Why not do it? That I mean, mm-hmm. you're just – you're coaching scared, and that's not how you win football games. Um, mm-hmm. You won tonight, but that's not how you win – that's not how you win football games against good teams, I should say. Um, against teams that can actually beat you. So, right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think we have a serious question at uh, kicker. I think we have a question at, at punter. But uh, I do want to. I mean, I don't want this to be all negative. We won the football game. I want to just point out a couple different folks. I think Niles Gaddy had two sacks. Yep. Um, I liked I liked what I saw out of him. Yep, and that's a positive. I mean, like I said, we weren't bringing much heat, especially in the second half when the game was on the line and he was able to get after the quarterback. That's a positive. And then uh, Luther Burden, I mean, like I said, uh, I know somebody I was watching with that was not at all anywhere a Mizzou fan said, Luther Burden, that dude's good. And he's, he's a man. That play yeah. where he dragged dudes. I mean, yeah, he's not a big yeah. guy, but he's got some leg drive. He's- He's an NFL player, and there's no yeah. other, there's no other way to put it. He's an NFL player. I think I've got him down here at eight receptions for 117 yards. So he's got – I mean, we've played two games, and he's got 200-plus yards total. So, um, mm-hmm. And I, I know mean, this is a, you know, real, like, probably a homer, homer take and, uh, like, you know um, looking into things way too much, but – one of the things I love about Luther Burden is on that Theo East touchdown, Luther Burden looked way more excited than Theo East. He was like <laughs> going yeah. nuts and like motioning to the crowd and like, you know, getting in the camera and like, you know, talking, you know, I don't know what he was saying, but you know, the kind of like, we're here, about you know, this, is, his mama. this yeah. is awesome. You know, all that stuff. And it was, it was Luther. I was like, wait, why are they showing Luther Burden doing this? That was not Luther Burden that caught that pass. And I was like, yeah, it's just, he's just excited. And so, um, you know, love that about him. I think he's, he's an awesome, he seems like he's an awesome teammate. So he's probably, he's really easy to root for. And, um, you know, I'm really stoked that he's, you know, I think he did really well last year, but he's even, you know, he's clearly better this year. So. Yeah. I mean, he had, I mean, think about it, Joe. He's had, we've had two games and he's already at half of almost yeah. half of the number of receiving yards that he had all yeah. last year. Yeah. Um, 
and like you said, he's just as excited about his teammate catching the touchdown as he is when he catches it, which tells me, I mean, look, I think he's got to know that he's going to be an NFL player Mm -hmm. and his job is to show that he's going to be an NFL player, but also show that he's going to be an NFL teammate. And Mm -hmm. I mean, like you said, he last week, that's the kind of thing that can separate, you know, a third round guy from a first round guy. First round guy. Yep. And last, last week, I know you pointed out uh, in our midweek podcast that um, Brady cook scores a touchdown. And the first guy there to congratulate him is, is Luther bird. Luther. Yep. That's, that's not a coincidence that it's happening every single week. He's excited to be there. He's excited to, to score touchdowns. He wants to win football games. And so, you know, um, you hope that continues to, to happen. Right. Next week, we've got K-State. Um, you know, I think it would be unfair for us to kind of talk – I don't want to say talk poorly about Mizzou, but maybe uh, talk realistically about Mizzou without mentioning the fact that K-State, especially in the first half, looked very vulnerable against Troy. Um, and that's going to be a game we can win. So hopefully uh, our coaching staff comes out much, much more aggressive next week. And, uh, yeah, you know, the team comes ready to play. Yeah, I think – I don't know if you've seen um, some of Drink's post-game comments, but I do think that there's some interesting things that um, – What do you say? You know, I, I missed it. One of the one of the big things that I think you and I will talk a lot about this in this upcoming week is that he did say that he thinks there's going to be some um, shift changes on the offensive line. Um, you know, I think you and I say specifically, no, uh, he did not. But I think you and I have been big proponents of giving EJ um, more run, and so yeah. I that's one I would love to see. Um, you know, maybe. Um, Marcellus Johnson, um, you know, I, I didn't really notice who was out there when, and who was struggling. Um, but maybe put Marcellus Johnson back out there at right tackle. Um, or maybe he's been one of the ones that's struggling. So maybe just (laughs) leave him out off, you know, on the sideline and put EJ in there and, uh, allow Membo to, to stay out there. But, you know, Membo played well at guard last year. So maybe moving him back inside might be good. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see. Um, so it, that, that I think is something to watch and is going to be interesting. So, um, see if that actually changes. Yeah. And hopefully they figure it out. I mean, like I said, and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, it took, a, it took the coaching staff four or five weeks last year to figure out who their best five were on offensive line. That's a right. problem. And say what you yeah. want. That's a problem. You got to know week one who your best five offensive linemen are. Okay, yeah. well, EJ was our, was one of our five best last year. He was, and he yeah. got injured, and maybe he came back a little bit slow. But, I mean, he needs – like you said, he needs – put him in there give and see him, what happens. Give him time, I, yeah. I think Delgado, I think uh, – I'm not terribly impressed with him all the time, at least on tape. I haven't watched mm-hmm. – got to go back and watch this game. I don't know for sure, but uh, I got to think that he's probably – I think EJ is just as good, if not better, than he is. Um Hopefully he didn't bring in Cameron Johnson, the right guard, to be terrible. Um, I didn't notice, I will say, I, I think uh, Tolleson, I didn't notice poor snaps. I think he – He had the one know. snap infraction. Yes, um, that's true. Um, which was weird. I don't really know what happened there. Um, but it was the one – it was the one – 
that I will say that about the offensive line. Wasn't any other than that one. There wasn't. I don't remember a false start. Yeah. Um, you know, so we talked about cleaning those up. We had, I think, one holding call um, on the offensive line, which you know, you and I talked about. Those are going to happen. Um, you know, there's holds on every play, uh, but yeah, there was the only the one snap infraction. So I thought that was better. But I don't think they were picking up blitz as well. I don't think they were blocking well uh, today. So yeah, there's yeah, there's stuff for them to work on. You know, maybe maybe switching things up will fix it all. But we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. I, I really think too, though. I mean, I think if you take shots deep and you actually connect, like you did in the second half on the two the two drives that you actually attempted long passes, then it causes the defense to take a pause before they rush six dudes. I mean. You can't just sit there and say, all right, we're going to assume the offensive line is going to block everybody every single play. Right. You've got to – I mean, when you think about, like, Kentucky, they got a dude in the middle of the offensive line that – or the defensive line that – I mean, you're going to have to double-team them. And if they mm-hmm. rush six dudes, you're in trouble. So you've got to make sure that they have a reason not to rush six guys. And Right. I mean, you look you at gotta, tonight, you got to make them empty the box a little bit. You gotta make them into the box, and and there was no reason for Middle Tennessee State to do that tonight. Um, and that had they been part of the game plan, that had to. I, I just think it just looked to me like we were, looked to me like we were coaching to, not to lose instead of coaching to win. So, and that can change. That can change week to week. Hopefully, right. uh, we get it figured out next week. We're two and zero. I don't want to get too negative, but, um, right. We, we're we we're still where we want to be right now. We're still exactly where we want to be. We're two. We and could be. That's we all could that be, matters. We could. We could be one and one, but we're two and zero, oh and, and we have a chance mm-hmm. to go to three and zero. Oh, and if we do that, we're, we'll be happy again next weekend. Right. We'll be happy as clams. But yeah, so we'll uh, we'll wrap it up there on the positive note. Thomas saying we're going to go three and zero. Oh. You heard it here first. <laughs> But yeah, uh, thanks for listening. Um, you know, it's always always better to have a win. So always better to have catch a win. you guys in the middle of this week. We'll uh, yeah, Zou. We'll uh, we'll preview K State a little more. Thanks for listening.